Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. episode of tvp's on ramp with d if you heard that intro and you liked it that is the music by the absurdist a b s d r s t you should google him and check it out he makes some pretty catchy tunes um yeah so today's on ramping is very special uh it's a very old friend and a good friend slash mentor at times slash a little bit of everything, um, but he's here to hopefully learn. Hopefully, by the end of this conversation, he knows more about Bitcoin uh, and cryptocurrencies than he did uh, before the conversation. So without further ado, I'll give you the opportunity to introduce yourself and maybe uh, tell everyone how we know each other and we could get going. So uh, my name is Andre Miltier and uh i'm related to um one of the bitcoin podcast network uh all-stars and um uh i didn't teach him everything that he knows but i taught him everything that i know and um i i'm an i'm a bitcoin academic i follow the trends and the latest technology but i just dip my toe in the water i don't i don't jump in with all my clothes on. There you go. Nice. So um, for those who couldn't guess by the name, if you looked at the show notes, it's Cello's dad. <laughs> and we go way back to, I don't know, whenever Cello and I met 30 some odd years ago or 20 some odd years ago. Um, 20 some odd years ago, not 30. I'm not that old. Uh, let's see. So I'm here hopefully to be your Bitcoin Sherpa and answer any questions that you may or may not have uh, about Bitcoin. So let me ask you a mm-hmm. question. Let's mm-hmm. start that off. Mm-hmm. What do you view Bitcoin is currently like to, in today's timestamp, regardless of what it was three years ago or five years ago 
uh, compared to what it wants to be five years from now, what do you view uh, Bitcoin as today? Looks like the whole cryptocurrency <clears throat> phenomenon is growing exponentially. It um, personally, I didn't think it was going to be anything, but I see it, you know, really taking off. And uh, I'm a public school teacher up in Dallas, and some kind of way, the other teachers there found out that I had some connection to Bitcoin, you know, six degrees by separation. So they all questions and stuff. And the thing with these individuals is that they saw how it went up to almost $20,000 per coin, and nobody wanted to jump in. And I don't think that Bitcoin is that much removed from traditional monetary. The time to jump in is not when it's high. The time is to jump in when it's low. So if we flip the coin over, we see now that it's under 10000 and some of the same teachers who happen to be between the ages of, say, 28 and 40, it's up, see, Bitcoin went down, can't get in. And I said, that's the time to get in. It dipped. Now's the time to get in. You know, jump in there now. No, I'm going to wait and see how it's going to work. Okay, so you're going to wait and see when it goes back up. It's kind of stupid. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but, um I think at some point it's going to be something that we'll be able to use to buy groceries with or whatever the case may be. But it's, it's just outside looking in, I'm not, not in an, uh, I'm not an expert in any way, shape, or form. I think it's going to be something that people are going to be able to use as an alternative means of currency, of, of monetization to, to use for consumer benefit. Does that make sense? <clears throat> Yeah, so that's kind of what it uh, proposes to be. Uh, it proposes to be just that, a currency, um, a global mm-hmm. currency at that, a global mm-hmm. distributed, used everywhere kind of currency. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've I've thought that for a long time, but what made you come to that conclusion? When did you realize, is it because it survived this long and everybody, or is it because you got your hands on some and maybe you bought something with it? And you realize, oh, it's not that bad. You can actually, you know, buy stuff like this. I, I think the thing for me is that <clears throat> I see some of the traditional markets opening up. I see some uh, countries, some nations are starting to embrace it other than the um, the, uh, the dark money, third world type of countries. I see it opening up more and more. And I also see now that... Um, you know, intelligent economists and other money managers are talking about Bitcoin more and more. And um, the funny thing about it is, is that my wife, who she believes in her mind that she's more tech savvy than I am. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just let her believe that, you know, um, you know, she's all familiar with Coinbase and uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Litecoin, everything like that. So, um, you know, when the masses can start to embrace the concepts of cryptocurrency, blockchain, those kind of things like that, and and to know that, you know, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, but so is Ethereum, and Ethereum and Bitcoin are not 
one another the same. They may be kissing cousins, but they're not one another the same. Then I think you're gonna you're gonna get um, you know um, it's gonna it's going to um, it's I think it's reached a tipping point. I said, or glad well. Hopefully, yeah. We mm-hmm. hope that it's it's finally reaching that tipping point. I personally don't think it's anywhere near being able to reach that tipping point. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it can support that many people using it just yet. We're getting there, but, um, you know, last year, I don't know how long you've been tracking it, but when everyone tried to jump on the train, it was tough. The transaction fees shot up to a point where I remember I was eating dinner and I wanted to be fancy and show everyone I could pay with Bitcoin. Uh, The sushi place happened to be taking Bitcoin and I went to go pay and the transaction fee was like $15 on a $30 meal. And I was like, sure. and they were like, oh, what are you, I thought Bitcoin was the future, man. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's not yet, I guess. But, um, but you know, like, the thing about it is that, okay, so I'm in the market to buy a car. Um, I'm, I'm a long-term researcher. I started researching this car purchase I'm going to make. I started making, I started researching in November of 2017 with an entry point of December 2018 about his car, you know? So, so, excuse me. Even at this point now, I would hesitate to use my virtual Bitcoins to make this purchase because, you know, if, if Bitcoin is say 15,000 per coin and I make this purchase on a $30,000 car, I use two Bitcoins, then when I pull the trigger with the volatility that we have now, I may have to cough up either more Bitcoins or I make the purchase with two Bitcoins when if I had just waited five minutes, I'm going to use a ridiculous time uh, measurement of five minutes, it would have only cost me 1.7 Bitcoins. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I, like, I like to see the, the volatility uh, stabilize a little bit. Um, because without that, you know, one could be either at a loss or at a gain. And I also want to piggyback that with, um, I'm a Grey's Anatomy uh, fan. I watch Grey's Anatomy, you know. And, and <laughs> I know, man. I, I know, you know, it really, you know, Grey's Anatomy is, a, is, a, is really, is really a, a chick TV show, you know. But I still watch it. I still tear up. And, you know, like that, you know. And I, 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 I every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is my last time watching uh Grey's Anatomy, but I watched it, and there were these um, hackers that held the hospital by hostage, and they wanted, you know, bitcoins. I think they wanted um, how many bitcoins that they were asking for. Um, I have no okay, idea. Okay, so, well, let's see. They wanted twenty million dollars, right? So if bitcoins at ten thousand dollars, let's see. So a um, hundred, a hundred bitcoins would have been a million dollars. So they would have wanted so a million. So a hundred times twenty is two thousand bitcoins. That's not right. I do the math right. If it's at ten thousand, that sounds good to me. Okay. So <laughs> the, for, the former chief of staff said, "Oh well, let's just pay him two thousand bitcoins. How much is that? You know?" And then there was this guy in there. He was a computer person. He says, this is, "Well, that's twenty million dollars, chief." The twenty million dollars he blew his top. You know, you know, then they then they started scrambling out for other things there too. 
But um, you know, here's Bitcoin uh, in the mainstream media, one of the top-rated shows there, and it's just showing how it's starting to permeate um, the uh, the landscape. <laughs> it is, and, uh, it's very interesting um, that you know it's becoming more of like pop culture, at least. Um, it's not until it starts getting into like everyday vernacular that real adoption has occurred. Um, but at least pop culture thinks it's something cool. But I want to talk about that, like interesting phenomenon you talked about, about just buying a car, right? So $30,000 car, two Bitcoins, mm-hmm. assuming they're both worth $15,000. Okay. What happened mm-hmm. is that you didn't want to spend your Bitcoin, right? That is uniquely different than the economy of of and how we do commerce in America and have done commerce for the last five to however many decades, right? Usually yeah. it's, I got my money, I'm going to go spend it. Now it's, right. I've got this money, I've got this value, should I spend it? Should I right. pay? It's that, that's kind of the aspect that Bitcoin naturally implies. An aspect that it naturally implies is that it's a deflationary currency. So you spend it today, hey, mm-hmm. you're sacrificing purchasing power later. So mm-hmm. you need to think about how you're spending your money. Just because of Bitcoin alone, it's expanded my horizons on how to save and how to invest. Like, just because it has that aspect is like, ah, yeah, I can pay $30 for this thing with Bitcoin right now. But is this right. $30 going to turn into, is this $30 meal going to turn into a $70 meal? Is this $30 right. meal going to turn into a $50 meal? Right. Yeah. Let me wait. Let me, you know, it just kind of makes you make better decisions with your finances if you have a chunk of your value that is subjugated to that kind of uh, system, the deflationary system. So, And I also want to add with that, too, is that, that um, how, you, how, you, how you posited that um, that's not that much different than traditional Keynesian uh, economics, where um, you know, Lincoln would say a penny saved is a penny earned, and Keynesian economics would suggest that um, you know, um, when you purchase something, um, that you're giving up a reward because you know, if you invested that penny into some type of uh, instrument, um, some type of non-cryptocurrency instrument, that the interest that you receive is the reward that you're earning for not spending that penny. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would, so since this show is called on-ramping, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be on-ramping, but it seems like you're doing a good job on-ramping yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you've thought and that's, that stroked your curiosity that you didn't quite understand? Anything you want to ask me that I can maybe go into detail on about this stuff? No, not not particularly. Um, okay. You know, because you know, I, I know you invited me on probably because I'm a child's dad. You were like, okay, let me get him off my back. But you know, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to come to the party with some tools in my in my tool chest as well. And, you know, and not sound like some old guys going like, uh, this Bitcoin thing. You think it's going to be, you know, that you know, I think that would be um, that would be infantile. Uh, to say the least. But, you know, 
I'm moving into a part of my life now where I think about retirement. And I think about retirement not in the traditional sense where people say they want to retire, they want to get away from corporate America, they want to put their feet up and, and relax. The idea of getting out of corporate America and putting my feet up, put my feet up and relaxing is just something I'm just not down with. I mean, I just I, I have no desire to not do anything but put my feet up, you know. Um, but I do think about retirement, retirement in that I understand that my ability to earn income will could and will and may diminish as time goes on especially if I'm depending on a corporate job to um, continue to bring me an income. So I'm always looking for different ways to maximize these uh, nest egg dollars so they can grow to give me the option to work if I want to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it seems like um, you've actually, you're actually starting to take in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as something to help you with mm -hmm. your own portfolio, your mm -hmm. retirement mm -hmm. portfolio. Maybe it's going yeah. you know, so sure, interesting. Sure, usually, sure. usually people that come on my show are like, "What's a Bitcoin, and what <laughs> color do I need to make it in my Excel document?" And like, I'm like, well, yeah. that's a strange question." But uh, let's go for it. No I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, but yeah. usually there's an on ramping that occurs. So mm -hmm. then I guess I'll just ask you if it sounds mm -hmm. like you're you're bought into it as an investment, and you realize it's a very risky investment. What, do mm -hmm. you feel the technology has legs going on into the into the future? Like, uh, you know, do you feel that uh, your grandbaby Ophelia and Kazen, oh. your grandbabies, oh. and, and Maurice's, uh, do you feel like they're going to be using Bitcoin later? Like they're going to be having different conversations oh. with Cello? Like Cello's going to say, hey, kids, here's the birds and the bees, and here's the private keys conversation. We need to, we need to talk about how you're storing your private Bitcoin keys? Well, you know, all of that, all of that glitter, all of that, um, you know, this is the, a cool currency to use to, to build up your wealth and all, all those things make sense, except we, it still all has to be based upon a foundation. And so here's the foundation. A foundation is if you give a kid a quarter, now let me know your phrase. You don't give kids quarters anymore. This is this is 2018, right? Okay, so you give a kid ten dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's six. My grand oldest granddaughter, she's six now. Yeah, I think she's six. Yeah, she's six. So you give her ten dollars, you say, and let's just let's just use Kaysen, okay? All right. So I don't know. Am I, was I supposed to change the names to protect the innocent or something with this thing or I something? Know. I don't know. Everyone I don't know. Knows the parents got on me a couple of years ago because my Facebook page was was public, and they said, "Well, if you're gonna have stuff on the kids on there, you got to make it private." So I'm thinking, what's the deal, man? Because anything you put on the internet ain't private anyway. Uh, and I never put anything on there that's, that I wouldn't want my 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 great grandmother to see anyway. God rest her soul. But I made it private anyway. So anyway, so we take take my granddaughter. Let's say I give her ten dollars. And say, okay. So here's a life lesson. You're going to do 80-20 with the $10. You're going to spend 20% of the $10, and you're going to save and invest the other 80% for something in the future. A week later, a month later, a year later, or 20 years later, whatever the case may be. So that child is educated 
to go and take that two dollars and buy something wonderful with it. I don't know. What can you buy for two dollars these days? I don't know. Probably not much. Yeah, a cup of Starbucks coffee. Yeah, my six-year-old granddaughter's gonna buy a cup of Starbucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So the other eighty, the other eight dollars is gonna be put into some type of instrument, and in the future and i don't know what the future is when we're talking about cryptocurrency because it seems like the future is next week <laughs> well okay so let's just say the future is three years later okay now four years later when she's 10. all right so you know what slice of that 80 percent pie is she going to put into cryptocurrency and you know what slice is going to go into her college fund her her 529 Fund, what what piece is going to go into her entrepreneurial fund, where she's going to make lemonade for two dollars and sell it for eight, sell it for five dollars, uh, you know, the batch, you know, when it's the gallon of lemonade, things like that. So I think that number one, and I keep going back to TDP one eighty six because it it man it just spoke to me. This whole thing about generational wealth, and we can talk about that some more later on in the cast, but. Um, if we're teaching our young people about saving and investing and things like that, then that that behavior about saving, then the part that they're going to save, what slice of that is going to be dedicated to a cryptocurrency? Because as you find in your line of work um, today, the bit the, the big players are Bitcoin, followed by Ethereum, followed by Litecoin, maybe not necessarily in that in that order, but who's not to say a new a new type of um, instrument is not going to come our way uh, in the future? I mean, hey, you know, you may decide to invent one, and then who knows it may take, may take off, or I may invent one that may take off, whatever the case may be. So again, um, teaching kids about the foundations of of of, of um, um, uh, instant gratitude versus delayed gratitude and bringing in cryptocurrency as a, as a piece of their portfolio. It sounds like uh, your grandbabies are in good hands. If you, uh, if you yeah. help them understand all that, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I think that's great. I think that um, we're, you said when's the future. It's good that you say that. So we're rapidly approaching. That's kind of the beauty of Bitcoin is that it and most cryptocurrencies. But I, I stick to Bitcoin when it comes to sound principles because it's been around the longest and it's just got the most well-known um, system, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. And so every mm-hmm. 10 minutes, a new Bitcoin enters the system. Every four years, half of the supply velocity, the supply velocity mm-hmm. is halved. So mm-hmm. right right now we're at twelve and a half Bitcoin every ten minutes. I think mm-hmm. in the year two thousand eighteen, which is mm-hmm. you know, when was the last one? Two years ago, two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. We'll have another half where it'll be six point two five Bitcoin every ten minutes, and that's going to slowly get to zero right around mm-hmm. the year twenty twenty five. Projected. So right around the year twenty twenty five, almost a hundred percent of the Bitcoin will be in circulation. That okay. is that theoretical future. And at that time, if the deflationary system plays out, it will have an astronomical amount of purchasing power. Mm-hmm. And um, then the transaction fees are supposed to subsidize all the miners that are securing that network. 
Mm-hmm. Right, so that future is kind of set in stone. It's 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's mathematically equivalent to like the max cap. The, the, the maximum, maximum, there's never ever going to be any more Bitcoin is 2,140. That's the year. Okay. Okay. But we're talking about like point five times ten to the negative five or something you, ridiculous. Did you, say, did you say the year twenty forty? Is that what you said? Well, twenty twenty five is coming up real soon. Okay. So twenty twenty five, I'll be sixty five, and then twenty forty, I'll be a hundred. So yeah, yeah. No, twenty one forty. Oh, twenty one forty. Twenty one. Okay, so I'll be two hundred then. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, who would have who would have thought that we would have a new currency yeah. ten years ago? I mean, so here we are now. So I mean, you know, with things like our eugenics and things like that, who who's to say we don't live longer? You know, and I tell you what, man, I want to be uh, a part of it. That's a, yeah. that's our. You're you're uh, talking about the podcast we're going to be releasing here within the next couple of weeks. We got a good oh, cool. podcast um, oh, cool. uh, by a very very talented guy. I can't wait till that show releases. I'm excited about it. Um, but I think what now, we want to talk about shows, man. You know, you you guys did a disservice to your listenership. You cool. guys did, yeah, yeah. Check it out. You did TDP 186 Generational Wealth. What was that guy's name from South Dakota again? What was his name? Jason, somebody. You talking about Jason Jenkins? No. Yeah. I, I, I'll go back and listen to it because I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna track that. I'm gonna troll that guy on LinkedIn, man, because that guy, I, I like him, you know, in a, in a cool way. Okay. I wouldn't troll. <laughs> anyway, but I wouldn't troll him. Troll him's a bad thing. It means you're gonna like oh, make him. Thing? Yeah, it means you're gonna make him pissed bad off word. because you asking him bad words. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Joshua DeWitt. Yeah, Joshua DeWitt I, I'll, 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 I'll send him a message to, to ask, to, to ask to join his LinkedIn um, crew. But anyway, but then you guys, toward the end of it, I don't know if you, this is because you had the, 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 uh, the, the tape rolling or whatever. Then y'all brought on Laura, the tax, the, the, the cryptocurrency tax girl. Yeah. Okay. Unfair, man. You open what? up a whole new, huh? What do you mean? What's what's unfair about it? Okay, you open up a whole new can of worms, man. You brought this lady on here, and I gotta tell you something. You know, she had a wonderful voice and yada yada yada. But you open, I mean, but but that was a whole new show in and of itself. Yeah. And how yeah. dare you guys? How dare you guys tack on this? I don't know if you did it for value adding or something else like that. But that was a show in and of it all by itself, man. I mean, oh. really, you know, you know, it's like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if she has a podcast or whatever, but she could actually have a podcast called Cryptocurrency Tax. I mean, whoa. Yeah, but that yeah. was. If you stayed to the very end of the show, you could see that that was very, very spur of the moment. We didn't plan that. It was. It was, man. You know. <laughs> And, you know, it, it wasn't, and then it, and it wasn't a trailer. It was like a full-on deal, you know. And uh, so it got me thinking. So I started doing some research on my own, and I found out that the IRS still doesn't have a mechanism in place to start, uh, you know, taxing people to get. Or, or how about this? 
if the IRS seizes one's assets, and, and some of my assets are Bitcoin, oh, how about this one? If I get into a divorce, you know, Marcello's mom decides she wants to get hook up with a younger guy or something like that. She'd be an idiot for doing that, but, you know, stranger things have happened. And she's sitting on, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, or tens of thousands of dollars of Bitcoin and things like that. Then how do I bring that into the divorce proceedings to get my cut in the community property state? So, you know, she just opened up, a, I mean, she opened, she opened up, it was like wild, wild west. It was like, you know, like in my social studies class that I work with, we studied the westward, westward expansion, um, you know, 1803, Louisiana Purchase, Lewis and Clark, and everything like that. And this whole wild, wild west thing opened up. And I tell you what, man, that lady, she's on the on the cutting edge. I don't know if she's the only one, but man, you guys open that thing. I'm like, I can't believe these guys did that. <laughs> <laughs> we we do things. Uh, this is what I yeah. would say in that situation. Uh, the divorce uh, situation is uh, you probably have sent money to your wife. You probably sent her cryptocurrency if she's that into uh-huh. cryptocurrency. I would take right. the transaction ID and take the public address and then sure. you would at a minimum be able to prove in court that you sent money to this address and she has that much. Then yeah. it would just take a good lawyer to say like, okay, this is how she's living. Where's yeah. the rest of the crypto? And yeah. you know what? Some judge or some attorney would make a name for themselves in crypto at that oh, at, sure. in, in the divorce court world at that point in time but right now it'd be really tough because nobody got my private yeah. keys and the thing she's doing is that she's using our joint bank account to buy these bitcoins and stuff like that that's a record right there so it's like there you go you know, yeah when i see her start buying bitcoins and stuff and she's using some kind of rogue account or something like that, then i know something's up <laughs> do you think cello's gonna be alarmed that his dad came on to my show, started talking about uh, him playing, him taking, hey, talking about the Who gives a F what he thinks? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my, my, my world, bro. I don't live vicariously for my children. You understand? Okay. I I uh, I don't um, have any kids, so I don't even know what to, be, to begin living vicariously through kids would be like. So, well, you know. let's say... Let's mm-hmm. take it all the way back, right? So the eighty twenty okay. rule. Um, mm-hmm. you, you're giving Kazen ten dollars and in ten U.S. dollars, and and a percentage of the eight go into Bitcoin. And let's say okay. she holds on to it. If it continues the trend, then her eight, or let's say she, let's say she went all out and she followed her daddy, and she was like, "I'm putting eight, yep. all eight dollars into Bitcoin, just Bitcoin." Okay. And if Bitcoin continues on its trend, then that eight dollars would be worth I don't know three thousand two hundred by twenty twenty four or something. Oh wow! So, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, it's got credible returns, which is mm-hmm. supposed is is expected. Uh, at this point, mm-hmm. it's growth. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe it does have the the foundation that you're talking about to eventually become money, because uh, in order for it to become money, it has to be a storage of value yet right the people have to believe mm. that it's valuable and there's not very mm. many people right now that honestly believe bitcoin is valuable or it wouldn't be a joke on late night tv shows or a plot in gray's anatomy you know right it would be something different so okay 
I think we've got, I think it stands the chance, but we still have some time to get there. So let me see if I can ask you some more questions here. Um, Let's say, do you see yourself using Bitcoin as currency in the next three to five years? What I need to do is transcend from being an academic to an actual purveyor of the cryptocurrency. Um, To go ahead and slice off a a slither of of my holdings and go ahead and start working with it, if nothing else, to to prove the point, you know? And um, so, you know, I I, I, I kind of go back to I kind of go back to investing in a couple of different ways. Like I have worked with uh, commodity trading uh, not too long ago, and with commodity trading, as you may know and your listeners may know, um, you can you can it's possible to to do really well with that. But also, you can you can you can your investment in, in addition to losing your money. You can lose money with commodity investing that you don't even have. So people talk about volatility. I don't think cryptocurrency is any more volatile than commodities are. I mean, commodities are crazy volatile, you know. So what I learned with that is that um, anytime one puts one's money into any type of something that's volatile and you know and, and you know and, and the safest thing that somebody can do is buy a u.s savings bond or um some some type of instrument like that where you know um uh less risk less reward um you know always for any type of volatile investment use toilet money money that you don't mind flushing down the drain you know and um, I, you know, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, for some people, that's a hell of a lot of money. For other people, mm-hmm. that's that's casino money, you know. But yeah. um, that's where I, that's where I'd like to get to. Mm-hmm. Well, if you need help getting there, I'm more than happy to help. I mm-hmm. um, like getting you set up through either Coinbase or Gemini or some sort of U.S. exchange and mm-hmm. getting you some. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say about the volatility, and I'm glad that you mentioned that about other financial instruments ha- are more volatile mm-hmm. and still very volatile. I think that Bitcoin has this perception that it is extremely volatile because you only hear about it when it's like, oh, Bitcoin dropped 50% or, oh, Bitcoin went up 125%. You only hear right. about those extremes, right? Yeah. But when you look at Bitcoin's lifetime and you look at its mm-hmm. volatility, it's actually mm-hmm. exponentially decaying. Sure, sure. So, yeah. So it very a very slow curve on that exponential, mind you, but it's exponentially yeah. decaying, and that is dependent upon the number of participants in the system. So, if you can see a world in where many people in many different countries uh-huh. are using Bitcoin, then you can uh-huh. apply that to its volatility, and it, it decreases close to a point we can start to trust it as currency because I believe the dollar's volatility is like in between 0.5 and 1.1. 1. 1.1 sure. on a tough year, sure. 0.5 yeah. on a cruise year. So yeah. 
right now, Bitcoin's volatility is higher than that, but it used yeah. to be very, very, very much higher. So, um, you know, that's and then if you look at if you look at the forex market, you talk about currency trading. Whoa, that's super volatile. The one yeah. cool, the, the one of the the cool advantages to cryptocurrency is that it's not necessarily su subject to political winds. For instance, the the president the other day uh, talked about he is going to institute tariffs on certain uh, imports. Okay, and that had an effect on this, on the Dow Jones average of the day. The Dow Jones average dropped 400 points in one day. Well, Bitcoin didn't drop. Bitcoin didn't go up because of the president's words. And, you know, and so it could be that the political winds are going to continue to blow that way, um, regardless of the fact that the U.S. presidency is uh, a maximum of two terms. You know, we didn't even talk about impeachment or whatever. That's another podcast on another in another genre. But um, you know, that's not to say that the next president, the next president, the next president won't won't, won't uh, continue to add to this um, uh, political volatility, which will which will affect um, traditional currency as well. So, mm -hmm. big coin could actually be a safe haven. The same way, you know, the goal could be. I mean, let's go back to the analogy of me buying this vehicle at the end of the year's thirty thousand dollar vehicle. Well, I could show up at the dealership with some gold, with some gold Krugerrands or some gold bars, right? And if gold is say a thousand dollars an ounce, that's more than that now. It's probably about fifteen hundred an ounce now. And then, uh, you know, you do the math: fifty thirty thousand divided by uh, fifteen hundred dollars an ounce is going to be twenty ounces of gold. So I show up there with uh, two ten ounce gold bars. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Well, this has been an interesting episode of on ramping. Usually, I'm actually on ramping, but you sound like you're doing a great job educating yourself mm -hmm. on all this stuff and thank you for mm -hmm. listening to the show i know at a very minimum that makes cello happy that um you know we we finally in 180 plus episodes found something yeah. that uh piqued your interest and so that yeah. means that we're doing our part in trying to uh push mass adoption so that's all we that's all we really care about is approaching this space from as many different angles as possible uh, because mass adoption implies everyone. So, right. Uh, well, you guys, are, you guys are doing it up, man. I'm, you know, I'm really proud of all you guys, all of, everything that y'all are doing, and want you to continue to do the, you know, to, to keep the good work. And I hope that your leaders, your listenership grows by leaps and bounds. And also, um, I, I'd like to make a shameless plug. My website. I've got a website. It's www.eresumesforvips, and the, the four is a digit for eresumes. For VIPs, I've had that that site now for about ten years. I was making some good money with it, and then Google came out with something called uh, the Penguin, and then they changed some algorithms, and it just kind of like died after that. But then I decided, you know, I'm going to get my mojo back, so I've, I've uh, uh, worked on the look and feel of it and everything. So it's growing and growing and growing. So another a shameless plug for eResumesforVIPs.com. And hopefully I can take that as that uh, revenue from those ads uh, go up and up and up. 
I can um, slice off a big piece of that and put it into Ethereum. I think that's how I want to go. The go Ethereum the is bang for the buck. Go in the Ether route. Oh, got to echo there. Well, um, you heard it there. E -res e resumes for VIPs.com. Yeah, with the four, the four is a digit. Yeah, four. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Got it. And All right. with Cello being a web designer slash marketing director, it's no mm. he should have the best website on this this planet. So well he he and I we, we kind of have creative differences and everything like that. He tells me what what I need to do or whatever and I just kinda of look at him and go like, uh thanks. Creative differences. That's very politically well, correct. Well we we kinda of cut from the same cloth, you know. It's like, you know, don't you know, don't tell me how to do it. If I want you to tell me how to do something, I'll ask you, you know, or something like that. I'm very familiar. Um, I'm very familiar. Good, uh, good uh, creative back and forth and everything like that. But um, um, hey, yeah, and uh, congratulations on on um, moving to the space there. And um, little bird told me you were able to knock out some six figure student loans with some of your with your, with your cryptocurrency. So congratulations on that. Uh, well, that is. True. Hey, one quick. Thank you. Has Dad started to dip his toe in the water yet? Your dad? Oh, he dipped his toe many many moons ago. Uh, yeah. But he. Uh, he doesn't quite get it yet. He just, okay. I take it as the, he trusts me, so he's dipping right. his toe. That's, that's pretty okay. much how that goes. So he cool, doesn't, cool. he doesn't understand it, nor do I think he wants to, and he's totally okay with that. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, can you do, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you say, play the outro? Yeah. Like now? What what do you want me to do again? Say again. Can you, can you say play the outro? Oh, okay. Hey, would you play the outro? Thank you.